This is Neijing Now, prioritizing well-being. Neijing is the vitality that shields us from disease. Neijing Now, demystifying medicine, cultivating resilience, empowering host resistance, prioritizing primary prevention. I'm Dr. Jayshree Chander. I welcome you to another short clip exploring Neijing Now. Hello, Wilbur. Sargunaraj. Sargunaraj. You don't have to roll the R. If you want to, you can. Sargunaraj. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's perfect. <laughs> Sargunaraj. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Mr. Wilbur. Sargunaraj. That is absolutely incredible, your pronunciation. Welcome to Neijing Now. Thank you very much. I'm talking to Mr. Wilbur Sargunaraj over a voice-recorded phone call. Wilbur, you just recently screened your first feature film in San Francisco at the Third Eye Film Festival, and I want to congratulate you on your amazing success. Thank you so much, madam. Thank you. It's an honor to be part of the Third Eye International South Asian Film Festival. Yeah, and you had a full audience too, so that was awesome. You know, spectacular. I think turnout. <laughs> it was it was pretty phenomenal. I was I was really happy and very thrilled. Yeah, absolutely. That was fantastic. And I have a request for you. And this is partly an echo of uh, a scene in your film. Is please don't call me madam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> madam. That's right. <laughs> right. Don't okay. call me madam. <laughs> I'm not going to call you. It's just a habit. Ever since I was a little kid, I was just always trying to say sir, madam. You know. So I. I okay. What would you like, Jay Shri? Huh? Jay Shri is nice. Yeah, I'll yeah. Call you that's Jay fine. Jay Shri, madam. Uh, Jay Shri. Okay, I call you Wilbur sir. Okay, Wilbur <laughs> sir. No, no, sir. I'll call you Jay Shri now. Done. It's okay, a deal. Okay. <laughs> so there were several themes in your film that I thought were really beautiful. I boiled it down in my mind to sincerity and simplicity. Mm. Simple is a really good word to use for this movie. I like this phrase, like, simple is the new cool. From the making of the movie, people who are involved in the movie, to the way we finance the movie, in the end, when you see the movie on the screen, everything has to do with simplicity. Even the title of the film is... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Simple Superstar. And uh, it's a light-hearted study of the nature of fame and fortune in basically the value of every person. The people who are acting in the movie, you know, they're not professional actors. All of them are just fans and just thrilled to be part of this. And my co-producer, another example in simplicity, he's an architect, you know, he doesn't know anything about film, I mean... He just caught the vision of living simply because that's what I want to do. I mean, I just don't want to say that I'm a simple superstar. I want to make sure that I'm living that out. And so he caught that and he jumped on board. I mean, we approached so many different companies and stuff to try to make the film. In, in the end, you know, this was made by people like you and people like me, simple, ordinary people. And so there are some themes like sincerity and integrity and like a social commentary on India Times too. I didn't see it only as a commentary on India or the culture mm -hmm. of India. I think it's pretty pervasive, this desire for status and name and fame. Yes. And we're sort of inculcated from childhood, this competitive spirit of being the top of the class or yes. getting the award or yes. getting the recognition. So we spend much of our lives seeking 
to achieve something that will get recognized or to acquire something or just to be acknowledged in some way as different or separate from others. Mm-hmm. That's so, very true. Uh, yeah, so I think it's cross-cultural, this phenomenon. You made a satire on this, basically. It was absolutely delightful. Oh, I'm so thankful, madam, you think that way. <laughs> Jay Shri, I correct myself. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, sir. <laughs> One of the things that I always say is that everybody on the planet deserves love and respect just for surviving their mother's birth canal. Mm. Even if you don't survive your mother's birth canal, you still deserve love and respect. And Absolutely. we spend so much energy chasing after the love and respect that we already deserve. And I think you make this point in a really beautiful way in your film mm. uh, by talking about the color of one's skin because... Across the globe, people are judged by the color of their skin. That's right. It actually isn't an achievement or an acquisition that we should be even concerned with. It's all over the world. So I understand that now as one of the next projects that you're getting involved with is the Black Beauty campaign. Yeah, it's actually called the Dark is Beautiful campaign. Dark is Beautiful. We used to have the Black is Beautiful campaign here in the States in the 60s and 70s. It's really interesting because if you saw in the movie, I've kind of peppered in a very humorous way. I'm I'm touching up on the issue of what it means to be dark in a very lighthearted way. I mean, in the movie, I'm barely scratching the surface, as they would say. Ever since I was a little child, I have grown up with this phenomenon of basically people looking at you and saying, oh, you know, you are too dark. That means in Tamil, you know, you have to put powder on your face. I mean, we didn't have the creams in the village. The easiest thing was to do powder. And so I grew up with that thing of you're not beautiful just the way you are. Right in the movie, you saw that people would come and say, you know, like, oh, you're running around in the dark, you know, and like, look, you shouldn't be doing that. You're getting too dark. You're getting too dark. Yeah, you're running around in the sun. Sorry, did I say in the dark? (laughs) You said you're running around in the dark. (laughs) You're running around in the dark. It's making you so dark. (laughs) That's so fantastic. Don't edit that. You keep that line in there. Okay, so you're running around in the sun and it's making you too dark, too dark, too dark. Growing up with this, I mean, I, I, I was really upset. I knew that there was a problem with this. Why would people put manjal, you know, all the ladies in the village put, you know, yellow cream, you know, basically like and ground it and put on their face. I didn't know. But then as I grew older and I saw the media, then I realized there is a deep, deep problem. And so when I made this movie, it was one of the first things that I wanted to address because I knew people, and especially in where I'm from, the prerequisite right now is basically you have to be fair. I mean, you look at the Indian newspapers, you look at the classified ads, such and such a bride, you know, like such and such a groom is looking for a fair, looking for a fair, looking, not not a fair, looking for a fair, <laughs> a fair skin yes, looking for fair skin person. And in the same thing in the village, you know, like so many times I have seen, you know, like a picture would be passed around and they'll be like, oh, they are very educated, yeah, yeah, fantastic, but... Oh my goodness, so dark. No, you can't do with this. Throw the picture away. It's so terrible. We are in racism is basically what it is because we are telling people their self-worth is based on the color of their skin. So when I made the movie, I didn't even know that the Dark is Beautiful campaign existed. I just wanted to champion this and we all have intrinsic value. It's just natural. That's you. You don't have to do anything. You are valuable. The sad thing is that we've allowed media 
to basically tell us who we should be. I have to just say that the media has a big role in propagating yes. this value system, but yes. I wouldn't only blame it on the media because there are plenty of places where the media doesn't have such a big role in people's lives and still people are concerned with achievement, acquisition, and skin color. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that I'm saying is that with color, it's so blatantly visible. And if you say on your product, not even this, if you use this, you'll become fair, that being fair equals being lovely. Now, if you repeat that over and over and over and you keep on telling a person that this is what happens, they're going to believe it, obviously. I think it's even deeper than the media. I mean, I have people in my family who are very well educated. I have an auntie who is a doctor. And I remember my cousin complaining to her as a child, Mom, I'm not beautiful. I'm dark. I'm not beautiful. Auntie, who is a doctor, instead of saying, of course you're beautiful, she says, don't worry. It'll get better as you grow older. Hmm. Look at the people even in the media, though, ma'am. Look at the actors and the actresses. Are we saying that they are uneducated then? Because they are educated people, and they're making a conscious choice and decision to back up a product that says your value is based on the color of your skin. Actors and actresses who have great power and authority over so many people who are following them, who think that they are superheroes, and for them to say, buy this product and then, you know, you know, you will have many women behind you, or you will become a supermodel. I am always encouraging people to be confident in themselves. Don't allow, not just the media, but the voices around you. I mean, it's so hard these days because we are being bombarded by every direction, whether that is the internet, the TV, the people, your friends, everyone, you know, it's in schools. You enter into this little clique or something like that, and these people are cool, and those people are not. These people are the fair, these people are the... And then it just becomes like it snowball, snowball, and then it becomes into this big issue where a person is completely suffering from identity issues. You know, you don't even care about the character. Does anybody care about the character? No. Everything is based on the external... Darkest Beautiful campaign came along, and that just really, really excited me. Are you yes. still there, madam? I'm just checking. I'm here, sir. I'm okay, still you're here, still there. sir. You're, you're still there, Jayashree. Yeah, that's right. When Darkest so, Beautiful ca- so, came along, then it, it basically, for me, it was like, okay, here are people who are actually championing against the toxic belief that a person's worth is, is measured by the fairness of their skin. I made a funny kind of movie, but in a more serious way, this is how I can actually jump on board and help these people. So I actually made a product. I don't know if you saw on the internet. It's a free product. Anyone can have it. It's in a tube, and it is called You Are Lovely, world's uh, number one beauty revealer. It is for all skin shades. All you have to do is, you know, before you even apply the cream, you look at the tube and you've done your business. Oh, my goodness, I am beautiful for who I am. I don't need to change anything. So all those big actors and actresses are hurting other people, young people. We are never saying that you are just beautiful. You have intrinsic value for who you are right at this moment. So I am really thrilled with this campaign. Just the fact that in India we have such a problem with that dark skin, we have to sell Celebrate it. Celebrate being dark. Dark is beautiful. There's nothing wrong. And I'll take it even one step further. Have you seen Jayashree that ad that came out? So many people were talking, going like, oh my goodness, you know, like this girl is really dark and it's for a jewelry commercial or something. 
that model could have been even darker. Oh, of course. I think it's a step in the right direction. That's great. For me, I want to actually see the really, really dark people. And for right. people in India celebrating that, going like, yes, look at yes. Oh, my goodness. She is so dark. She is so beautiful as well, you know? Yes. Like I said, I don't think that this kind of thinking is limited to India. I agree with you that the Indian media... Like, if you look at all the Bollywood films and you look at the television ads, you even look at the serials, the soap operas right. that are on television. So all the actors and actresses are very, very light-skinned. They could be yes. European, not Swedish, but they could definitely be Italian <laughs> or, you know, um, Greek or something. So there's definitely this move to portraying beautiful people as fair people, definitely. Fair. Right. But this is all over the world. I mean, Absolutely if you look at the fairness, skin lightening cream industries, they're really popular in India, but also in Africa, Zimbabwe. Yes, Kenya is a huge, huge country where they, they buy into the whole, all those products. Yeah, South America, Central America, Japan apparently is one of the biggest. Korea, uh, Japan. Here's another country that you may not know is Lebanon. And I have Lebanese friends who say that Lebanon is a very racist country. A person, if you are darker, if you're not Lebanese, and if you try to access one of the swimming pools there or something like a public space, you will actually be turned away. They look at your Lebanese friend and say, hey, you can come in, but your friend cannot come in because he's dark. I also just wanted to point out that the point that you're making on the psychosocial damage that is done to people based on this idea that the color of their skin, which is something they have no control over, has anything to do with their worth as a human being. That's a toxic thought, belief. The skin lightening industry is also extremely toxic. Well, most of them have a substance called hydroquinone in it, or mercury, or steroids, or sometimes a combination of all three. And all three of those have serious health effects. In fact, we saw a child with mercury poisoning because her mother had been using a skin lightening cream that she had bought from Central America. And mercury poisoning, as you may know, it's a nerve toxin. So it causes brain damage and kidney damage. And so to expose your children to a potent poison just because you want your skin to be lighter in color is like a crime. It is. It is a crime. (laughs) Totally. It is a crime. And the hydroquinone is also not benign. There was a move to ban it in 2006 in the United States. It's already been banned since 2000 in Europe. But, you know, all over the world, that's still being used. It has serious side effects. Let's put it this way. It doesn't do good at all. Even actors and actresses are justifying saying, oh, no, but it takes care of my blemishes. You know, it's a very easy thing to say because they know that there are huge companies behind this who are making lots of money on this. It just breaks my heart to see an ad where you have one side of the face and you have a line down and then the left side of the face is like lighter, the right side of the face is darker, you know. I've always been so content in who I am. The only time I realize that I'm a different color is when I stand in front of the mirror. When I'm talking to people, I am myself. I am Wilbur Sargunaraj. I don't say I am dark. One of the things you mentioned right there was that you have been content with yourself exactly the way you are. This is the key. Contentment is anti-capitalistic. The skin lightening cosmetic market is $250 million dollars. That's like 60% of the total dermatology market in India. Tackling essentially 
a massive industry. That industry is interested in selling their products. Absolutely. And the way that they're going to sell their products is by convincing masses of people that they are not beautiful. Yes. You can tackle it by telling people that they are beautiful, but then you can even go a step before that and say, even if you're not beautiful, you're valuable, you're lovely. Of course. Right? Depends on what your definition of beautiful is because that's a relative term, right? Exactly. So when we focus our attention to the external appearance, then we're really running a dangerous line because even if you were beautiful when you were young, you may not be beautiful when you're old or maybe you get into an accident or anything can happen, right? Or maybe you're just born with quote-unquote average looks or below average looks. Your self-worth should not be defined by how you look. This is a even bigger belief to tackle. Absolutely. People need to understand that they are valuable. It doesn't matter if you're older and you're not content with your body, especially with the young ladies who are not content. Always, what is the number one thing? I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Once again, you know, like who is actually making that standard and saying that that is beautiful and that right. is not? But there's another industry behind that too. Like there's not only the weight loss industry, but then there's the cosmetic surgery industry of enhancing your breasts and enhancing your behind, but removing your thighs and removing your stomach. And, you know, it's like this kind of uh, fit your body right. into a cookie right. cutter mold. There's some standard that we're all supposed to be fitting, which is completely unrealistic and that actually mars the beauty of the world. Ah, you so beautifully said that. My platform... It's such a small platform I've been given. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I am here and I do it because I love what I do. I love art. I love music. I love film. I love meeting people. For me, it's about living a life of other-centeredness, not just for myself. I want to be able to make a difference. And that's why I tell people, you don't have to be like a rock star, Bollywood star, Hollywood star in order to make any difference. You can be yourself and you can be a powerful influence in the community and society around you. You know, it's the same exactly how I feel about making this podcast. I just love making it. I love talking to people like you. I love sharing the conversations. I love sharing the ideas. And, well, I would do it anyway, even if nobody was listening. <laughs> really, It is really remarkable that we haven't moved beyond this stage of thinking. And I'm really... Very happy that you're getting involved in the Dark is Beautiful campaign, and I'm really glad that you made your movie, which had this theme as a central theme of the movie. And I really appreciate that you're making sincerity and simplicity and genuine living a superstar way of living. Oh, you are so kind, madam. I am just so... I am so humbled that you've said these words. I mean, whoever's listening, just know that you have intrinsic value. Be content the way you are. Don't let the society tell you that you have to be a certain way and you have to do this and do that. 
know that you are beautiful and you are not not just beautiful you are valuable that is the most the key important word that i want to use you know visit the darkest beautiful page the www.darkestbeautiful.in and the disc campaign disb campaign that's their twitter at @mark and the hashtag is darkest beautiful if you want for me my uh, twitter is at @wilbur worldwide you can get directly in touch with me on facebook or twitter i would love to have a conversation with you i'm just so Wait. thrilled uh, that you have me on this program jay shree Wilbur, sir, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me on Aging Now. Thank you so much, Madam uh, Jayashree. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm Dr. Jayashree Chandar, creator of Aging Now, a podcast about prioritizing well-being. On the web at neijingnow.org. Aging Now is independent and entirely listener-supported. If you enjoyed the clip, please share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook and donate generously. Your support is essential to keeping Aging Now alive.